welcome to the Leadership Notebook podcast where we are building a culture of self-leadership within communities. I am Emilia Musima and I am thrilled you're tuned in. This is episode four of season two of the Leadership Notebook podcast and Liseho Lubuso was in the house again. If you want to know more about Liseho, who she is and what she does, do check out episode one of season two. This time around, Liseho focused on self-coaching and went on to share the difference between coaching and mentoring. I think this is worth knowing, by the way. Of utmost importance, however, is that Lisa Ho went through a 12-step process you can use to start a self-coaching journey and also shared how she applied self-coaching in her personal life. Take a listen. Again, so I just want to say thank you so much for joining me. I mean, I know that you've got so many responsibilities. There's so many things that you could be doing, but I really do appreciate your time and um your availabilities to actually share your knowledge with us. And uh, so today we're going to be talking about a topic that uh, is a bit strange to me, but I'm so looking forward to learn more about it. And that's the topic of self-coaching. And so I just want you to give us sort of like a picture. When we speak of self-coaching, what are we actually talking about? I think before we we talk about self-coaching, if we just take one step back and just look at what is coaching exactly? Because often we think we know what coaching is and often we confuse it with mentorship sometimes. And mm-hmm. we think the two things are the same things, but actually they are two very different things. And so I want to start by just kind of just clarifying that coaching is really um, a set of tools and techniques that can help us to facilitate a process of change. You know, simply put, that, that really is what coaching is about. It isn't about therapy, you know, where we are trying to deal with with issues of, you know, um, clinical issues like, you know, mental health or, or those sort of challenges. Yeah, or grief, maybe. Yeah, clinical issue. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, that has a has a particular place you know, for it, and that does absolutely require a, a professional to assist you with that. But mm. but coaching on its own, as I said, really just empowers you with with, with a set of tools, techniques. It's a strategy, but also, you know, something that you can use practically, you know, to help yourself, you know, to be able to um, facilitate a a process of change. Either something that you do for yourself, this is where the self-coaching comes into it, or it can then be facilitated by an actual coach, you know, who isn't necessarily um, an expert in terms of what you are dealing with. And that's, this is the difference now between coaching and mentorship. A mentor. A mentor yeah. is actually a subject matter expert, um, whereas a coach, I don't have to be um, an, an expert in, in, in your particular area, but I can be very good in terms of having the tools and the techniques to help you to figure out and to facilitate a process of change, because it ultimately mm. is um, a, a self-discovery process. This, this really is what coaching is about, you know. So it's, and, and, and if you're doing it for yourself, you know, through a process of self-coaching. And I wanted to touch on something that you said to me previously, that sometimes we think we need to always go to an expert, you know, yeah. to, to help us do something or that we, we, mm. we, we, we approach things from a place of, of just not knowing anything. And that might be true, but I find that often, we are the ones who know what it is that we're struggling with the most, right? We're the ones who understand ourselves better. And and, and so really what the coaching process is, is to help you to facilitate a process of just going within, going deeper and unearthing those things that are are either 
are presenting a challenge to you and, and you're looking to be able to, to move forward. And that's why coaching is something that is forward looking. It's something that gives you very practical, actionable steps that you can take into, in, in order for you to be able to achieve a very specific goal. And the reason why okay. it's a process of self-discovery, it's because it's a reflective process that really is there to, to help you to find the answers um, in order to be able to facilitate the change that you're looking to seek. So at the end of the conversation, what I would hope to do is, is to leave everybody with you know, actionable steps. And there is like a 12-step program that one can follow in terms yeah. of how you can embark on a self-coaching journey. Yeah, and I would like us to really get into those 12 steps. But before that, how do I know that I actually need self-coaching? Like, how do I know that? Or, yeah, um, is it something that everybody should be doing or should I wait for an incident to happen or, you know? So, it, it, as I said before, that it, coaching really is most beneficial if you're seeking to bring about a, a particular change. In, in an area of your life, whether that is that's in your career, in your personal or home life, uh, in your emotional okay. life, personally, finances, etc., in any part of oh. your, in any area of your life. So, if you're looking to facilitate some kind of a change, maybe you're looking to get out of a an unhelpful behavior pattern that that you've adopted over time, but it really is just not serving you in any way, or maybe you're looking to achieve a particular goal. It's not really something that's like you know, airy fairy, you've got a dream, but you can't, it's like totally unrealistic and unattainable. It's really about something that you are wanting to facilitate a change into in your life. Um, and, and often it's, it's in, in an area where it, it could be in your professional life. Maybe you're wanting to be a lot more effective in your, in your work life. Maybe yeah. you're wanting to be a lot more present in, in your family life, with your, mm. connect better with, with, with your family, with your friends. So, so it could be something that you're wanting to facilitate in, within a relationship context. Um, it, it could be, you know, maybe you want to adopt better, you know, money, behavior, um, uh, tools and techniques you know you have a better relationship with your money for example you know so so it's any in any of those areas where you're seeking to facilitate some kind of a change or or enhance some kind of a, a performance and often it's used within the context of a, of a professional life but it doesn't have to only be confined to that you can also apply it in in, in your personal um in, uh, setting as well so it's it's just as effective there well, what you said actually makes me excited because um, what I've learned about life is that life changes. Yes. And th right now, th th uh, it changes quite rapidly. And yeah. so we really have to be flexible enough to be able to move, you know, as life yes. moves and takes us through, you know, curves and turns. And so uh, some of the curves and turns can be painful. And I feel like some of us, some of those changes, you know, mm. need us to have high levels of self-awareness. So I'm so excited because you are basically saying that this uh, 12 steps of self-coaching can actually help me in every area of my life. I can be able to manage change in every area of my life. I'm excited about that. But before we start with them, I just want to, I want you to sort of like give us a testimonial. You know, we love mm -hmm. testimonials. We yes. want to know, you know, did this work for you? Have you ever tried these 12 steps and have they worked for you? So when I first heard about the self-coaching program, I thought to myself, how is that even possible? You know, can I be my own coach? Because again, 
I and until I, I became familiar with the program, I, I always thought that if I needed any kind of coaching, I needed to go externally, find an expert to help me, you know, with, with whatever I was I was looking to 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 address in, in my life. And yeah. um, when I was given the challenge, you know, to take on the self-coaching journey, I was quite surprised actually how effective it was, but I was also quite surprised how for me to be able to see the kind of change that I was seeking, I actually had to be firstly honest with myself, but secondly, mm. I had to be courageous. Um, hmm. And thirdly, I had to really just allow myself to become vulnerable because for me to confront the issues that I was looking to address, I had to, I had to go deep within because for me, the challenges that I, I wanted to tackle were of a personal nature. Uh, very yeah. much tied to my, the, my relationship with, with my father um, mm. and how that has influenced, you know, um, how I've approached my life over time. And it actually mm. helped me to to see myself in, in a new light because then I, I came to understand, oh, so this is why I do what I do. This is what has been driving me all of these years. This is why mm. I've been trying to, you know, to to pursue a particular path without really understanding. So for me, absolutely. It was a huge aha moment. It opened my eyes to not only seeing myself in a new light, but also making peace with many of the emotional issues that I had. So in my case, I, I used the self-coaching program to address an issue that I had that was affecting me emotionally. But I then realized how it actually had connection and how it filtered across into my professional life as well. Because I could mm. see then how, because I, I could understand that... I this is why I'm actually so driven, you know, that actually it wasn't about wanting to just achieve professional or career success, but actually it was yeah. about seeking to, to prove a point to my father, ultimately, yeah. you know, and that for me was, was very, very powerful. And it was something that I didn't actually discover when I, when I had clinical therapy. So I did also have, you know, a conventional sort of therapy many, many years ago, but that never came out until I actually did the self-coaching program. And for mm -hmm. me, I think the only way that I was able to come across to, to such personal truths was because I was willing to be courageous um, and, and to be honest with myself. Uh, and I think that is why self-coaching can be so effective because you know yourself best, right? And you, the, the answers really do lie within you because all a person can actually do is to probe, to say, but why are you like this? Why do you react this way? And what yeah. does this do when, 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 you, when you react in a particular way? So really the answers do lie within you, but the, the coaching program then helps you, uh, or it facilitates you know, a process where you are really just um, considering a number of key questions that help you to, to just reflect and to go deeper and unearth. It's almost like you are peeling an, an, an onion, really, you know, layer by layer until you get yeah. to the core of it. And once you get to the core of it, then you can start to say, okay, now that I know what the issue is, how do I address it? How do I go into solutions mode now? And then again, there are actionable, you know, steps that one can then take in terms of then facilitating, you know, and putting in place that solution, but also making sure that you're able to maintain it and, 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 and really just integrate it into your life over time. So for me, it actually was very, very powerful. And it's something that I continue to use uh, even today. I actually now I'm, I'm kind of doing a, a self-coaching thing with, with my daughter who, 
who suffers from performance anxiety, you know, with her test, yeah. you know, just before she has to write her test, she thinks, oh, no, I can't do it. I don't know anything about this. And so I was like, okay, let's, let's work through this, you know, and then we take the, we do the tail steps, you know, and, and it helps her to kind of re- re- recognize the problem, but, but most importantly, see the solution and to say, ah, okay, actually, this is how I can help myself. And this is not about the content of the material that she has to learn, but about just being in a space where she's able to then engage in an environment and in a space that she can, you know, be able to perform, you know, in, in, exam, in, a, in an exam situation. This is quite exciting. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> there are three things that you mentioned that for us to actually get a lot or benefit from the, uh, the 12 steps of coaching, of self-coaching. I mean, I'm sure there are other processes out there. Absolutely. The that, that we're going to do is the, the 12 steps of self-coaching is that we have to be honest. So you had to be honest with yourself. You had to be courageous and you also had to be vulnerable. And I do agree with you because looking at yourself takes courage. <laughs> yes, it does. Because, because there's a difference between the real you and the you you want to portray. You know. Absolutely. And there's always war between the two. <laughs> oh, always, because often we like the, the side that we project to other people. And the real yeah. us sometimes scares us to say, oh, my goodness, am I really like that? You know? Yes. Um, yes. And, and, and looking at yourself more closely is, is a lot more frightening, and especially because you don't, know, you don't then know what to do with it. Okay, now I've, I'm, I've discovered an uncomfortable truth about myself. What do I do with it, you know? And many of us just ignore it or you walk away from it or you shy away from it or you hide it. And that's when we we self-medicate. We use other things, you know, to to try and kind of not really deal with the reality because we don't have the tools, you know. Many of these things we're not taught, you know. And yet I feel like they should be life skills that we all ought to have so that we're able to navigate our way through life. Let's get right into it, Lucio. Step one. I'm starting now. I'm starting mm-hmm. the process. This is Amelia. Amelia is yes. starting the process of self-coaching. What is the first thing that I have to do? So I think the first thing that you need to do, um, and I, I and before we get into the, all the steps, I, I do want to acknowledge, you know, the uh, the people who actually put this program together, which is Anthony Grant and Jane Green, uh, who oh. based on years and years of research, you know, of, yeah. of looking into the psychology of coaching. Uh, and what it really takes to 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 have long-lasting change and real um, uh, um, change that is um, backed by you know science, etc. So this is not something that just comes out from from the air, um, mm. you know, but something that's that's really been looked at uh, quite closely. Uh, but step one is uh, what is called uh, doing an irritations inventory. So what that is really is looking at an area of your life. Um, something that you are looking to facilitate change in um, and look at what is it really that um, that makes your life uncomfortable in any way. As I mentioned previously, it could be something in your work life, it could be something in your home or your family life, your career, your emotional life, it could be, you know, your personal life, socially, etc. What is this thing that is irritating you? You know, this thing that you that you are just not finding joy in. You know. Let me just and... let me just add there. Let's say, okay, let yeah. me just add, if let's say it's me, and I'm like right now I'm irritated by my career. I mm. feel like my career is not going anyway. So right. am I going to let's say list it down as sort of like career stagnation or something like that? Yeah. So 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 first point is that you've now identified career that's now something that i want to work with no that's that's the 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 the, the, 
the, the, the area that you are uncomfortable in. And then the next step, which is really... Okay, let me pause you there. Sorry, Lisa, okay. I just want to pause you there. Mm. Can I mention more than one? Can I deal with more than one areas at the same time? I would recommend really that you, you, you become quite focused because now if you are if you're trying to, to facilitate change in five different areas of your life ah. all at the same time, you, then you're not focused, right? It becomes then, overwhelming as well. Exactly, exactly. Because now you are chasing all sorts of things and, and you are not able to then focus on this very specific thing. Because this self-program, this self-coaching program that I'm talking about is, is, is a four-week journey that allows you to be able to just, you know, take a very intentional approach in terms of a specific area of what you're wanting to achieve. By all means, after you've dealt with your career issues, you can then take on another area, you know, you you can certainly do that, but I wouldn't recommend trying to facilitate change in four different things at the same time. It will definitely be overwhelming. So pick an issue that you want to, to work with at that point in time, work through the program and then once you have then addressed that then you can move on to another area okay i understand now we can move to step two right so after you've done your irritations inventory and you figured out i want to focus on something or on a particular area of my life and we can use your example of career the next step is to then select an area very specifically now what is it about your career if we're using that as an example what is it that you're wanting to change are you feeling that maybe you are in the wrong job? Do you feel like you'd, maybe you don't have very clear career goals? Is it maybe lack of uh, qualifications or experience that is not enabling you to be able to access, you know, a promotion or better opportunities in the workplace? Are you not feeling satisfied or fulfilled by your work? So you need to be then specific. What is it about my career that I want to change exactly or that's not yeah. uh, fulfilling me? So, so again, you become even more specific now to say, okay, in my career, I want to change X right um, yeah and, and 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 that's what you can then focus on in terms of saying okay and here you can be even more you, you you can list more than one thing you know to say in my career that maybe there are three things you know i've re- recognized that i don't have the right um qualifications maybe i don't have enough experience in this particular field but also mm. i can see that i'm in the wrong job because yes I want to transition and find myself in this particular career. So those would yeah. be three things all within the mm. career space, but you've, you've, you've identified what they are and you can then start to facilitate a process to then move forward. Okay. So yeah. those, these two steps, they might sound quite simple, you know, um, but actually you have to be very reflective about it. You've got to really just go deep with it. And you also have to ask yourself, what is it about this area that I'm wanting to change? Why am I wanting to change it? How is it making me feel at the moment uh, that is making me want to actually facilitate this change? And once I've I've made this change, what what will be the outcome that I want to achieve? So you've got to be very, very specific about it and and to really just sit with it. So not just, um, um, you know, take a very... A superficial approach to it but to yeah. really just go deep within okay and so the, the third step then uh, step three is to understand the process of change and here mm-hmm. I, I want to pause a little bit because uh, we spoke previously about how sometimes when we look within and we find an area of ourselves that we think oh actually I'm not I might not be so comfortable with what I'm seeing but often change scares us and especially now you know we're dealing with you know 
to some extent the after effects although we're still within it you know in terms of covid etc yeah which has brought about a number of changes in our lives personally you know professionally financially yeah, various other uh, areas as well mm. and, and and this i actually think is, is is probably a very good time to be taking on the self-coaching um program because it could be the time that you're saying to yourself how do i prepare myself for beyond um this pandemic how do i then yes. show up what is it that i'm wanting to to then um you know up, um pursue you know beyond mm. this 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 pandemic and so the process of change i think for me is a very important one that we need to understand because that in itself is quite scary because but human nature is such that we we want certainty we want to, uh, comfort we want to stay where we are with what we know even though it might be something we don't like it might be in a relationship that we can say what hey but this is not taking me anywhere you know but you think yeah but i know this person and i've been with them for so long you know to not get out of this relationship is that another one what if i don't meet the right person etc and so sometimes you then settle and you stay there because it's comfortable it's what you know Mm. so um now i understand the process of change where do i go next from here which is step four this is now mm. the exciting part, I think. This is where you get to actually create your dream. This is where you ask yourself, and you're very clear now. Okay, so if I'm wanting to, to make a career change, what is it exactly that I want to, to, to have in, within this context? This is where you are very specific now. I want to have one, two, three, four, five. This is where you get to envision and you imagine this, this future that you are wanting to achieve. And one practical thing that you could do you could write a letter to yourself, a letter from your future self. So if maybe you're saying to yourself, this thing is going to take me two years to achieve it, or it's going to take me six months, or if you're trying to lose weight and you're saying, okay, I give myself three, week, three, three months to achieve my, my weight goal, then mm-hmm. imagine yourself there at, at, at month three and you've lost, I don't know, five, 10, 20 kgs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you going to feel when you are there? What are you going to look like? you know what 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 is your life going to be like what what are your relationships going to be like how are you going to feel within yourself this is where you are now um imagining yourself when you are already there this is the process of creation then in terms of what is this dream that i actually want because again you've got to be very specific about it you can't just say no i want to change careers but you've got to say i want one two three four five very similar to how you place an order at a restaurant you know I want eggs wow. and I want toast. You've got to be specific. I want scrambled And I want the eggs. medium done. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Because <laughs> if it doesn't know, I just want eggs and toast. You know, it's not enough. What kind of bread do you want? Is it white? Is it brown? Is it dry? Is it whatever? Is it toasted? Is it plain? You know, so you've, you need to be very, very, very specific. And the more specific you are, the easier mm. it is for you to be able to put in place an, an, an action plan that you can start to work towards and achieve. Yeah. So True. if you write a letter to yourself, it's a very powerful tool, actually, that you can use. Because not only are you envisioning, you are also engaging your emotions as well. But number three, you are also making a very important commitment to yourself. And this is why writing it down becomes very, very important. Often we dream in our minds, you know, you kind of daydream and then... Yeah, you know, and I was about to say that, that being, we get used to it. Our dreams stay in our minds. You know, because yes. as, you're, as I'm listening to you, you're giving me the impression that, Emilia, you have to sort of like take a journey to your dream, even if before you get there, before you start working on it. It's like you're, you're taking a journey to it, you know. Exactly. 
Exactly. So it's like saying, I want to go to Durban for a holiday, right? Yeah. So before you even leave home, before you even pack your bags, right? You are Mm. already imagining yourself, you know, you are in Durban, or maybe you are first even imagining yourself, you are maybe you're flying there. It could be for the first time that you're flying there. I don't know. You're taking a road trip. You know, you're imagining yourself making the journey. You imagine yourself when you get there you know, where you're going to stay, you imagine yourself at the beach, you know, going out and just being relaxed, wearing your shorts or your swimming costume or whatever it might be, and how that's going to make you feel, you know, you haven't left home yet, but already you've had, you have to take that mental and emotional journey to say, this is very specifically how I want my dream to be, you know, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, I, I want to say, I just want to check, how different is this this process, step number four, from having a vision board? Is it the same thing? It's actually very, very similar. So a vision mm-hmm. board is one of the tools that can help you then to, oh, to make in, in step, step four, four practical. Oh, thank so, you. So you could have a vision board as part of, you know, actioning step four. For, okay, now, if I'm creating my dream, you know, maybe you're wanting to build your dream house, you know, what is it then going to look like? Because now with, the, with your dream house, for example, you can't go there. Maybe you want to build it from scratch, right? Yeah. And mm. you can't build it. You can't actually go and imagine it because it doesn't yet exist. But you can find ideas, you know, or, or photographs or images that, that reflect, you know, what you want this dream to be. So absolutely, a vision board is, is one of the tools that you can then use as part of step four to give you that sense of imagining, that sense of 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 practically this is my dream this is what it looks like this is um where i am and this is how i am feeling and 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 once again as i said that neurochemical connection between what happens in your brain and with your emotions and also then the physical part of writing it down that's part of the commitment that you are then making you know and the vision board could also be part of then you know having it in practice you know instead of saying here it is and you see it every day you're envisioning it every day because that Mm. is also an important process to making it, you know, come true. Just, just to to interrupt you there, Lisa. I, I'm just curious to know. So, if, for instance, my step one, which is the ir- irritation inventory, if yeah. I had mentioned something internal, like, for instance, I want to build my emotional intelligence, yeah. or I want to um, deal with my anger. You know, I want to learn to mm-hmm. manage my anger, mm-hmm. and so. How would I practically uh, implement step four in those instances? So let's maybe use an example of, let's say maybe you have to give a speech, right? And you uh-huh. maybe you're not a very confident speaker, you know? Yes. Um, and, and that's part of your irritations um, in inventory. That's what you've identified yes. that, you know, I get yes. very shy, or you clam up, you can't speak, you, you know, you mm. just basically, um, um, you're, not, you're not effective in that, on, on that side of, of, of things. So as part of step four, this is where you imagine yourself, like, okay, now that I have acquired and mastered the skill and I've made this change, you envision yourself standing up there on stage, you know, giving this powerful talk, the reception that you're going to get, people clapping, um, you know, uh, you, you could watch uh, videos, for example, listen to podcasts of people who are actually doing this, um, yeah. TED Talks, you know, and you see somebody who's actually doing this and you imagine yourself that that's you right there, you know, having achieved this thing, having mastered it. So it could be things like, as I said, maybe watching a TED Talk, if maybe you're wanting to emulate that kind of um, competency, you know, where you're confident and you've captured the audience's, you know, attention. 
and they warmly are responding to you and you're, they're giving you a standing ovation. So imagine how that's going to then feel when you've, when you've already been able to, to achieve um, this particular skill maybe that you're wanting to, to, to have. So you're saying basically you can actually find, uh, let's say, for instance, in this example, a speaker that you, you, you admire and actually yeah. look at uh, the kind of responses they get or how they hold themselves while delivering the speeches and actually have that in mind, you know, those, that kind of experience or those kind of uh, reactions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that also, yeah. that then transports you there. It takes you there and it gives you that sense of feeling to say, oh, but I want to have this feeling. I don't want to have this irritating feeling or feeling like I'm a failure or like I'm incompetent or, or people just not being impressed with me when I stand up there and I'm mumbling. I want to be able to have this kind of, um, effect uh, on, on people so absolutely yes that 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 is a, a tool that you can then use you know to to be able to 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 facilitate that process of creation of of, of what you want to achieve of your dream yeah okay yes. so now we have our dream and then the next part this is where the real hard work starts now it's really about motivation step five is about maximizing your motivation Motivation is a funny thing, Emilia, because often we think motivation is like a, a feeling, you know? Yeah. We think it is a, 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 something that Jay, at that particular point in time, you know, you, you do and then all, all of a sudden you are fine and you are fired up. Yes. But actually motivation is a process, you know? It's something hmm. that you aim for, but it's also something that you've got to maintain. It's not something that just happens Jay, today, now, and then that's it. And I, and I assume it will carry me through you know, my three months, if my goal is three months or six months or one year or whatever the, the, the length of period is, you actually have to invest in, in, in that process of motivation. So in terms of being able to do that, you have to be clear about what is it that motivates you? You know, different people are motivated by different things. You know, what appeals to you might not appeal to me. You know, some mm. people might be motivated by, um, you know, seeing somebody that they admire. Um, it could be motivated by, I don't know, you know, motivational speaker, or it could just be motivated by a goal, etc. But you've got to be clear that what works for you, all right? Um, and being able to explore that exactly, you know, this, this is for me, um, the thing that motivates me in order for me to be able to achieve my goal. I mean, if you're wanting to lose weight, for example, you can't just simply say, no, I'm just going to stop eating, you know, that, that's, that's just impractical because you really don't, mm. um, it, it, you can't sustain it. Um, exactly yeah but also then your motive then for the change that's what we, that comes into it so your why why are you doing this you know that needs to be so compelling that oh. it, will, it will carry you through even in those tough times where you are maybe have fallen off the wagon you are not now sticking to your your eating program that you had committed to in the beginning yeah so, the process um, of, of, of staying on course becomes absolutely very important. And also maintaining the level of motivation also becomes important. So you could tap into your support structure, for example, as part of being able to maintain motivation. You know, ask your friends, your family, if maybe you, you know, weight, um, 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 losing weight rather is, is your goal. Um, to assist you in terms of being able to, to stay honest and to stay the course you know, mm. um, but it, it is important that you stay cognizant that I need to remain motivated throughout the journey. 
um, and also then make provision for those times when you will feel low, for those times when you're thinking, oh, but this is a tough goal. I'm not so sure. Did mm. I do the right thing? You know, maybe this career change that I've now gone on, maybe it wasn't such a great idea. It is at those particular points in time that your support structure needs to be very important, but also your why of why you started off on this journey because needs to be needs to kick in at that point to say, but remember, if I don't go and stay the distance, I'm going to go back to that point where I was very irritated by my situation. And yeah. actually, I don't. So you need to maximize um, your, your, your motivation at every step of the way so that you're able to, 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 to stay the course and be able to get through onto the other side. And this leads us to the next step, which is step six. And yeah. step six is about turning ants into pets. So ants and pets, those are two acronyms. Ants, A-N-T, stands for automatic negative thought. Okay. And um, pets, P-E-T, stands for performance enhancing thoughts. So mm-hmm. step six is about turning negative thoughts which have become automated in your mind because we actually often don't pay attention to how we can become stuck into um, a negative um, thought patterns that things that we tell ourselves and they become automatic so that we start to think it's natural and and often we make the mistake (laughs) of thinking just because you've thought something you think it's, it's true Yes, or we we start to think that this is just the way I am. Exactly. And it's actually very deceiving. So you need to actually pay attention to to the things that you think about. And when I first Mm. heard this concept, I thought this is a lot of admin. Now I must do this life stuff. And then I must also pay attention and police my thoughts. You know, this is a lot. I'm not sure I can do this. But but if it's going to um, stand in the way of you being able to achieve your goals, then it, it actually is a very important thing to do. Because very often... We, we give in to negative thinking. We think, well, who am I to, to even mm. dare to want to achieve this? Who am I to think I don't have the, 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 the money? I don't have the looks. I don't have the motivation. I don't have the support structure to get through Or the skills. Yes. So or the qualification. Absolutely. Yeah. So those things, we need to pay attention to them because they start to become automatic. And then they, they just run through like a tape, a, a continuous mental tape going on and on and on. And when you realize what this negative talk is, you should actually start to become a lot more intentional about turning those negative thoughts into performance-enhancing thoughts. So here, this is about what are the things that I need to think about, um, you know, turning this negative self-talk that is probably built up over time and shifting that, because really it is a shift, shifting Mm. that um, into something that is positive, but something that enhances your performance which is why we're, we're trying to turn your ants into pets and uh, really trying to overcome your self-limiting belief i mean you could tell yourself i'm a failure or i'm not good enough or you know life is unfair you know uh, and therefore i'm not even going to even try to do that so those are very powerful subconscious beliefs that we we've probably adopted about ourselves um and the process of transitioning or shifting those into performance enhancing thoughts is, you know, if you could try a technique that's called laddering, for example. So mm-hmm. entertain your thoughts, right? Entertain this negative thought. Okay. So I'm afraid of giving the speech, of standing up in front of people. Um, yeah. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, I could um, fumble and I could just be inaudible. Nobody hears me. Nobody yeah. likes my topic. 
all right and so how will that make you feel i will i will feel like a failure useless. i will feel very embarrassed okay Mm. and then what happens then you know i will never do it again okay but what about if you um actually took the time to um practice you know mm-hmm. um giving you know a speech firstly with yourself then with a small audience of people that you trust the people uh-huh. who, how would that make you feel is that something that you think maybe you know you, you could entertain is that a possibility that if you with practice and over time you could actually overcome your fears you know mm. yeah maybe i could do that and maybe breathing techniques can help you you know maybe you know as we said earlier on you know watching a you know a, a motivational speaker or somebody that you admire you know and mm. learning the tools of how how they did it as well do you think you could do that yeah i think i could give that a try okay and if you didn't give this a try at all and you forever feel like this failure how will that make you feel i mean is that is that is that a feeling that you want to have for the rest of your life no actually okay well have you considered the fact that maybe with practice with time and with technique that you you might actually be good at this. Aha, okay. So for the first time you realize maybe there are things that I've not considered before. And you go with that. And as you keep asking yourself these questions, you say, okay, but if I if I try this for a little bit, what will happen? So I give a speech to one person. What what happens then? You know, and I continue yeah. to practice, you know, and, and that then ultimately starts to become automatic in terms of shifting your negativity into something that is positive. And then mm. from here now it then puts you into solution mode. And this is where you then go into step seven and eight in terms of then focusing on the solution uh, in terms of saying, okay, so now that I've realized that actually I could do this thing, um, what, what, what do I then need? What, what is the solution then? Is it about me practicing then a lot more? Is it about yeah. me finding the tools and the tips to, to, to know how do I get better? How do I learn the skill to be able to do this? Uh, and if it's about the career change, you know, then it's about, uh, so, so what are the things that I need to put in place? Okay, you know, so I'm not going to get an income for the next six months. Okay, so how am I going to live? All right, so I've got some savings that I've put away. Maybe if I sell my car, maybe I move back home, you know, keep my expenses down for the next six months, save up some money. Uh, That could be something that I can do uh, in in the short term, you know, while I'm working on my goal. So step seven is about focusing then on the solution. So now you're starting to take action. You are starting to work towards where you want to get to. Uh, and mm. this is where you become very specific now about what is this, what, what do I now need to do? What is it going to take to now get me there? And then mm. step eight is about gathering those resources now. So if I've said I need to learn a new skill, okay, where do I need to learn this new skill? Who do I need to talk to? Does it, is it going to cost me money? Is it somebody that I need to talk to who can help me with this? Um, do I need to rally together my family, my friends in terms of saying, yeah. I need your assistance. I need your support in terms of doing this. So gather those resources. Now you're getting yourself ready to get go on this journey. Uh, and you actually start then uh, getting uh, attraction in terms of moving forward. And that mm. then leads us to step nine about you started now. Now continue, stay on track. And this um, brings us back to that level of motivation now. How do yes. I continue to stay on track? And this is where you need to then keep move, um, uh, um, going back in terms of your motivation. What was the thing, the reason why I wanted to, to, to do this thing? And you continue to move and you, and you take mm. the first step and you move to the next one. And then step 10 is about getting the help that you need. Because along the way, you will stumble. 
along the way, you will start to self-doubt. You will start to think, oh, maybe I'm not so sure this was a great idea in, in the first place. So get the help that you need for you to be able to continue to stay the course, for you to be able to continue to stay on track. And ultimately, um, you have to, throughout each of these steps, you need to keep monitoring how far am I coming, you know? So if it's about um, um, a, a, a weight um, goal that you set for yourself, you know, yeah. so you could be weighing yourself every week, for example, you know, so am I achieving my, am I losing the weight, you know? Yes. Um, Am I able to 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 am, am I am I able to make that career transition? You know, so if you've gone back to school, for example, you know, looking at your how you're doing. All right, you know, am I am I passing well? Am I learning the new skill? Uh, am I getting the experience that I'm needing to be able to to achieve my ultimate goal eventually? Mm -hmm. And then step eleven, ultimately, when you do get there, you know, let's say that you've now lost the ten k's that you set for yourself. That uh, this is what I want to achieve. It's important that you celebrate your success because often <laughs> we we think the goal of getting there is really the hard work. And once you get yeah. there, you move on to the next thing and you don't yeah. actually stop and pause and to recognize the moment that, you know, I've come this far. Yeah, uh, and to sort of and, like pat yourself at the back. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that could be different things for different people, you know. Mm. Um, you know, so it could be taking yourself out on a celebratory drink you know it could be getting together with friends and family who yeah. walk the journey with you you know to say you know I've made it finally here I am it could be finally fitting into that dress that you've been you know targeting at to say eventually I want to get there you know and and being able to then go out and 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 and, and, and celebrate you know the achievement of, of that success so that becomes step 11. Step 12 is an important one in, from a maintenance point of view this is mm. where you need to have a personal development plan. Now, how do I maintain what I've achieved now? Um, because you can achieve it and then uh, you, you, you can um, have a setback. Yeah. Um, and you, you go back, you regress, you know. Um, maybe you, you, you give a talk, you know, and one day you just don't do well. Maybe on that particular day you're stressed about something. So you've mastered the skill of, of, of public speaking and you've done well, you've given your first great talk and it, it went exceptionally well, you got a warm reception, fantastic. And then another opportunity that you get to do to speak, you know, um, perhaps maybe you've got a personal situation going on, it, you're, you're on an off day, you know, something's just going on and you, you just don't perform well. So what are the things that you're then going to put in place to make sure that you continue to improve, you continue to, to, to go beyond even where you were and that's where the personal development plan needs to become important and the assessment that you then need to do in terms of being able to maintain the level of success that you have achieved. And that, in a nutshell, are those 12 steps that are of self-coaching um, that I mentioned in the beginning. This is so great. And what I like the most, I'm just thinking as you're talking that I actually don't have to spend money for this you know, like in terms of, of implementing the 12 steps. I can just sit down alone, you know, and just think about this thing and, and, and go through this thing. And the other thing, you know, that mm. really popped out for me 
it's in step five where you speak of maximizing your motivation. And I think about the fact that it's so easy for us to go to motivational talks and come up, uh, come out pumped up, you know, mm. and excited and thinking that, you know what, we're going to take over the world and we, we, we're going to chase after our dreams and do this. And yes. in a day or two, it's like all that excitement is squeezed out of you and you are back to square zero, you know, yep. and you're like, where is that motivation again? But I like the fact that um the solution is in step six you know because yes. now that is where you have to teach yourself uh to interrogate your negative thoughts because i think that the thing that kills motivation is negative thoughts you know as yes. soon as you feel like i don't qualify i don't have this i can't do this or perhaps yeah. maybe you were trying to take a steps as you were saying and but you fell back you know you couldn't whatever uh was happening but you couldn't go through with whatever you wanted to do and yep. sometimes those are the things that actually makes you uh, fall back into negativity and not want to continue this journey again as much as you might you i mean you 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 know you know and you are aware of the fact that this can be a useful thing so this is Absolutely. quite um yeah i feel like this is this is this is broad enough and i like the fact that it also makes room for imperfection that if yes. something, yeah, if, you know, if, if, if everything does not go right, you can still sort of like pick yourself up and continue. So now I have these tools. These are the 12 steps. And I just want to mm -hmm. hear from you, Lucy, or as someone who has applied this, mm -hmm. what should I watch out for? You know, where are the issues that can, you know, crop up along the way as I try to use this to, to, to create the change that I want in my life? It's definitely for me step six that you need to be watching out for, you know those those negativity, the the the, the limiting beliefs, the self doubt, um, where you think, oh, you know, but am I good enough? You know, um, can I really make this? You know, and especially along the halfway mark, that's where we tend to start to lose the level of motivation, you know, and we, we and it, and it feels difficult, you know, and it feels like maybe it's it's too much of a sacrifice. And mm. that's where we need to, to maximize the motivation once again, you know, where you then focus very much on the positive, um, the performance enhancing thoughts to say, but, you know, I, I have the years of experience, you know, for example, I know I'm, I, I can be good at this. I, I can actually do this. You know, I know that I, I can put in the time and the effort and learn the skill. This is where you, you do need to, to, to double down in terms of being able to, um, make that shift, you know, from automating your negative thinking into, into something that actually you are recognizing the negativity. So again, you know, that's a, that's a mistake that often many of us make. We, you, you, you want to pretend the negative thought is not there. Yeah. Give it some attention. Say, okay, sit down. Let, let's have a conversation. You know, so, yeah. so you're, I'm scared of this. All right. So why am I scared of it? Okay. What's the worst that can happen? All right. So that thing then happens. And then what? How am I going to feel it? Do I then just want to give up? But can and and you and you and you confront those 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 thoughts, and you and you challenge yourself to say, but what if I I I were to have a different outcome? You know, is it worth the effort then? If 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 it was even possible for me, you know, one of the things one of the things that I I I like to to ask myself is, what would I do if I was not afraid? What yes. would you do if you were not afraid? Mm. Because often fear is is what holds us back, is is what yeah. limits us from moving forward. And if we were to put fear aside and to kind of say, you step aside for a minute, and if that fear was not the dominating thought in my life, what would I do? 
Because for me, then the possibilities become, you know, are multiplied. Because then you think, oh, actually, you know, I could go after the dream that I that I that I've been entertaining, but I I was too scared to because I thought, well, you know, how dare I I be so bold and so audacious, you mm. know, to to even think or consider doing something like that. So step Indeed. six really is is for me the key, critical area that you're needing to to watch out for, where you could possibly relapse and go back to to the old comfort zone. And think yeah. it was easier and better, you know, being there. But actually, you need to remember why you started in the first place and how you will feel at the end of that journey, at the end of, you know, you achieving that 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 success that you have been dreaming about, that you've been envisioning and how you're going to feel, because that's going to be important. And if you give up now, how will you feel knowing that there was a possibility that you could have actually gone ahead and mm. and, and, and made it happen? Wow. Thank you so much, Liseho. I'm certainly going to watch out for step six. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Negativity can be a sickness. So really, I'm going to watch out for that. Thank you so, so, so much. I really appreciate it. I've learned so much. And uh, what is left of me is actually to sit down and start this process again. And hopefully there'll be an impactful change in my life. Thank you so much for your time, Liseho. It's my absolute pleasure. And enjoy the journey. That's all I had for you in this episode and I must say that step five and step six are my ultimate takeaways from this episode, particularly step six that speaks of turning your ants into pets. I hope you learned as much as I did. Thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget to subscribe, rate this episode and leave a comment. Until next time, bye and thank you for listening. Oh, 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 oh,